You're listening to Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. From obsessions to possessions, from hexes to hauntings, if it's demonic, I'm on it. I'm Susan Vigilante. Welcome to the podcast. Well, after a long, hard winter, it's finally June. June has to be one of the loveliest months of the year. The lilac are in bloom. The trees are leafing out. The roses are budding. The community pools are opening up. Kids can go swimming. Schools are getting out. And then there are all the lovely weddings and all the wonderful, joyous graduations and all the gay pride parades. Oh, Okay, I I guess I went a little far there. um, I'll start again. Let's talk about Target. Everybody knows Target, right? That bright red and white logo. Those ultra shiny white floors. Did you ever notice how shiny they are? Apparently, they're a big part of Target's marketing. Floors so shiny, the glare off them is like a knife in your eye. When you step inside a Target, suddenly it's like your whole life falls into place. Here, you know, you're in Target world again. You know where you are. You know who you are. You are a person who buys stuff at Target. Like most Americans, you fit in. Target, that vast mega merchant of all things from diaper whites to dog food. Anything you need, you can find at Target. Shampoo, shaving cream, refills for your Swiffer. They have it all. Not to mention their wonderful community spirit. There's a big Somali population where I live, and most of them are Muslims. And quite a few of those kids get after-school jobs at Target. Now, if your cashier is a sweet girl with a headscarf, or I guess a hijab, and your groceries include a pound of breakfast sausage, everything is going to come to a halt when your cashier gets to the breakfast sausage. Because it is Target's policy that no Muslim... No observant Muslim be required to touch anything that comes from a pig because Islam is anti-pig. So the cashier stops everything. She calls for backup. And you and everybody online behind you just kind of stand around there waiting until a manager shows up. A manager of the non-headscarf wearing persuasion, anyway. Shows up and that manager slides your Jimmy Deans across the scanner. Now we're a big country. We make all kinds of allowances for each other. We have handicapped ramps, braille panels on the elevators, deaf child area signs. It's it's one of the great things about America that we learn how to take care of each other and look after each other. But over the years, Target has certainly pushed the limit of acceptance. A few years ago, they started allowing biological men to use the women's restrooms. I mean, what could go wrong, right? Of course, plenty went wrong. Women were assaulted, uh, lots of cameras, hidden cameras were found, hidden in the ladies' dressing rooms and the family bathrooms. That's called felony voyeurism, by the way. It's not innocent fun. It's a felony. A lot of progressives will tell you, oh, no, there's no danger to any women using the same bathroom as a man. Well, baloney. I mean, they'll say children are perfectly safe in these places. Right, because every child who was ever sexually molested and then threatened by the, molest- by the molester you know, went straight to her parents and the police, right? 
That Everybody knows that happens all the time. They never keep it quiet. They're never too scared to say anything. This is probably one of the reasons there are no reliable statistics on sexual molestations in target bathrooms, but any only an idiot would believe it never happens. I'm going to put it that way. And besides, it's common sense. There are children and vulnerable adults who use the target restrooms. If a biological man follows one of these people into the restroom, everybody knows something's wrong. It's a kind of protection. And kids and vulnerable adults will lose that protection once the bathroom policy is changed. And they've lost it here in Minnesota. Or at least they've lost it in Target. It's like they've been tossed to the wolves so the transsexuals can watch them between the cracks in the doors. Browse the internet and you will find countless articles and columns dismissing any concerns about transsexuals using women's bathroom as a myth. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. You're a, a, you know, a troglodyte. You can't find statistics on any of it. But even if you could, how much meaning would those statistics have? How many times have we heard about children being molested and being afraid to tell anyone, especially if the molester threatened them? How many kids who have been molested by an adult male or a teenage male go straight to their parents and say, point to the guy and say, that man did it? It, it doesn't happen all the time. They're too scared. And as for vulnerable adults, they might not even have the words to describe what happened. So to claim that, you know, well, we don't have a head count on that. You don't talk to me about that. Use your, use your head. Talk to some kids. Talk to some parents of kids who've been molested. It happens. So that's one thing Target pushed the boundaries on. But a few weeks ago, Target introduced its spring pride collection of children's clothes because it's June. It's Pride Month. And finally, the Moms of America said, enough. Why do infants need to wear onesies that have gay logos on the front? Why do infants need little t-shirts with rainbows and sayings of transgenders will always exist blazoned across the fronts? Why do kids need this stuff? Why do moms need to buy uh, pride-themed cookie houses? You know, you can build one of those. You can buy the kit at Target. You can also make a uh, Rice Krispie rainbow flag with a kit you can buy at Target. They have pride-themed things for your pets, too. There's a Love is Love t-shirt for your dog, because, you know, <laughs> your dog needs a t-shirt. There's a wide selection of rainbow dog and cat collars. And there's also a wide selection of pride-themed chew toys. So you can order a pride heart or a rainbow toy and take it home to your chihuahua, who will rip it to shreds in seconds. Two words, Target. Mixed message. That's all I'm going to say. Pride Month, uh, I don't know anybody who's going to say Pride Month is their favorite month of the year. Any major retailer feels obliged to celebrate it from, you know, Walmart to Nordstrom's. But I'm just, I'm just going to say this before I move on. Years ago, 
a gay acquaintance of mine wrote a, an article for a magazine. I'm sorry, I can't remember which one it was, about Pride Week. Back then, I think it was just Pride Week. And he and some friends had been watching one of the gay pride parades in New York. You know, the nearly naked men gyrating in the street and the shaking their booties in your face and all that stuff. And when they'd had enough, they went to a bar and ordered a few beers. And as they sat there pondering the parade, one of them finally said, you know something? I'm never ashamed to be gay, except during Pride Week. Now you might be thinking, hey, this podcast is supposed to be about the devil. What do rainbow onesies have to do with the Prince of Darkness? Well, besides the grooming aspect, which is clear and obvious and straight out of Satan's playbook, guess who Target hired to help design this year's collection? Eric Carnell is a graphic designer. He lives in London, and he describes himself as a non-binary trans man. Non-binary trans man. Wow, six syllables. A few years ago, Eric borrowed about $500 from his parents, and he started a company he called Abpralin, which I think he mentions as a German word, meaning ricochet. I don't know any German, so I have to go by what he says. Abpralin's Instagram page describes the company as art and accessories for the loud, proud, and colorful. If you go to their website, you'll see that most of what the company sells is small enamel lapel pins. Now, question number one, obvious, is how much market research did Eric do? I mean, he decided to do enamel pins? Okay. The pins are either gay-themed or satanic-themed. And quite a few of them are violent. Uh, one of them has a picture of a guillotine labeled homophobe headdressed. So off with your head, homophobe. There's another one of a cigarette lighter that says, Burn down the C-I-S-T-E-M. Burn down the system. Get it? Cis means you keep the sex you were born with and you make no bones about it. Burn down the system. Arson. That's another good thing. There's one button that says, uh, Lucifer, gays, bats, transsexual. Get it? L-G-B-T. Clever, huh? Another says, I transitioned to annoy J.K. Rowling. Carnell uses a lot of satanic imagery in his work. Uh, if you look at the website, the first item on the page these days is a black t-shirt with the head of a goat. I mean, a goat kind of creature, Baphomet, I guess, that says, Satan respects pronouns. I think that's Eric himself modeling the t-shirt. He's, uh, he's wearing the t-shirt, a pair of black goat's horns on his head, and a little pair of Black fruit of the looms, nothing else. Now, of course, like other Satanists, Eric insists that he doesn't really believe in Satan. Like other Satanists, he says Satan is just a metaphor. But he insists that Satan loves all LGBT people. I guess, you know, Eric, a metaphor can't love anybody. Satan is either a being or he's not. Or if he's not a being, he doesn't love anybody, including you. Anyway, Eric started out selling his pins in, I'm taking this from the website, a number of independent shops, mostly queer bookshops. 
In other words, he started selling things in small mom and pop stores, you know, probably sitting next to the register hoping for a few impulse buys. We're still allowed to say mom and pop stores, aren't we? We don't have to call them anything else yet. Okay. In other words, this Eric Carnell was the most obscure small businessman in the world. So the big question is, how did he get picked up by Target? Target, one of the retail giants of the world. How did Target even notice this guy? Now, seriously, who picked up the phone and called him? Whose idea was this? And who at the Target Corporation approved it? You cannot do any research into Mr. Carnell's company without noticing it has a very, very serious Satanist bent. But somebody at Target decided to go with it. Somebody highly enough placed in the corporate hierarchy that they could order tens of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise from Eric and put it up for sale in their stores. Somebody with that kind of clout approved it. Why did this person approve it? Anyway, Target eventually bought three of his designs, a tote bag, a sweatshirt, and a messenger bag. Uh, But after the backlash began, they pulled them from the stores. You can't find them in the stores anymore. In fact, after the backlash began, I believe Target started reducing the size of its uh, Pride Month displays. I live across a highway from a Target, and its Pride Month display is tiny. Although you can buy the kit to make the uh, Rice Krispie Pride flag. What home is complete without a Rice Krispie Pride flag? Well, better late than never, I guess. The last I heard, uh, Target has lost over $10 billion of valuation in the last 10 days. That's a lot of onesies. My sources for this episode of Legion include the New York Post, nationalreview.com, abprolin.co.uk, hotair.com, everloving Wikipedia, and the Christian Post. Thanks for listening to this episode of Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. I hope you'll join me again next time. I'm Susan Vigilante, and remember, the devil's first trick is to convince you he doesn't exist.